Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 749, recorded live on January 28th, 2023. And here are your hosts, the man who is here because he wanted to avoid the weather, Dave Play. Hi. And the man who is here because he is under the weather, Andy Lowe. Hi. You sure you're up to this? I don't want to. I don't want to push you. And like this no, 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 no. I'm staying up late. It's um, it's it's the it's the fact that you know I've got a cough. So if I cough, that's that's why. But yep. if you know if I if I physically push myself, then my body goes whoa. Right. Physically push yourself, like staying up past midnight. Well, hopefully we won't stay up past midnight. <laughs> go to bed at midnight while i'm at it though i need to uh wet my whistle so let me open up this can of pitch black mountain dew pitch black mountain dew yeah you've only been waiting for that for the last six months (laughs) ever since that deep dive showed up and it's like wait a second this tastes oddly familiar What's really annoying is the fact that I'm on the uh, Mountain Dew subreddit, and so there were like places all over the country that were dr- getting it dropped early. Why like, is oh, there a Mountain Dew subreddit? Never mind. <laughs> there's a just, subreddit for everything. Just never mind. That's yes. No, I understand. There's a subreddit for everything. That's the point of Reddit. Like I get that, but you're on the Mountain Dew subreddit. Yes. Okay. So there's they're dropping Mountain. I'll just roll with it. They're dropping off this pitch black Mountain Dew early at different places across the country. Yeah, it's it's not an official Mountain Dew subreddit. It is a... No, I get that. It's, yeah, it's yeah. the fan... I'm not sure if that makes it better, Andy. <laughs> if it was... Well, they... It's the fan subreddit for Mountain Dew. It's not the official Mountain Dew... Uh, yeah, nope, I got that. That's fine. Yeah, Mountain Dew keeps on trying to push everybody towards their website with their forums, and everybody else is like, no, this is dumb. <laughs> If we're so, going to talk about Mountain Dew, we're going to do it on our own time. We're, it's not moderated by Pepsi. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Okay. Dude, that sounds like a drug addict. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, oh, that's the shit. Oh, that's good It's stuff. a flavor that I had been missing for years, which is funny because we probably actually talked about the last time that Pitch Black was around because it was during one of the mm-hmm. uh, democracy votes. I think it was either Pitch Black or Baja Blast. Yep. I had the Raspberry Lemon Mountain Dew yesterday. Raspberry Lemon? Or something like that. I think it was Raspberry Lemon. Oh, 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 uh, Spark. I don't know. It was pink. Yeah, no, that's Spark. Okay. Used to be a Speedway exclusive, but then they, they rolled it out everywhere. That was a flavor that I've I've not experienced in like decades. It is a very distinctive flavor. It is the flavor of something and I can't remember what. It was like a gum. Yes. No, that would God, what did I I, I tried it and I was like, this is okay. It's not really, you know, worth my time and effort to like, you know, hunt it down and drink it. So I'm just like, okay, whatever. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I liked it better than the green apple. Oh, you liked it better than thrashed? Sure. <laughs> I feel like I've walked into Starbucks, Andy. I'm like, I'd like a large. You mean a grande? No. A, what What the hell is a tall? Small? Why don't you call it small? Oh. Why is it called... I, I'm sorry, the, the green apple one is grunge? No, no. Thrashed apple. It's thrashed, a Kroger exclusive. Thrashed apple. Yes. Okay. Which yeah, I get at pick and save because it's Kroger. Yep. Just, you know, Kroger with a different name. Why don't they call it Kroger? Who knows? Why do they... Why aren't there store-exclusive Mountain Dews? Probably because stores are willing to pay for store-exclusive Mountain Dews. Mountains do? Mount, mountain Dews? I, I feel like it should be Mountains do. What are these, the, the attorneys general? Well, yeah, it's the dew on the mountains. But yes, no, it's been an interesting flavor journey this weekend because I've got the uh, pineapple one. And then I finished up my last of the voodoo Halloween ones, and now I'm on to the pitch black ones. So, what are you going to do if they come up with um, bu- 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 like a coconut one? Oh, they did. That was oh. the Baja Blast ones last year. They had one that was like pina colada or something like that. Or and you just skipped it? Well, no. There was one that they they had listed as Baja like 
pineapple something, but all the the two extra flavors outside of Baja Blast that year, both of them had a coconut taste to it. And I just, I literally just took those 12 packs in and we're just like handing them out to people like here. <laughs> I, don't, I can't drink this. Here, you have some. Yeah. But yeah, so no, I've got I've got a couple of people at work that you know I, I when I come out with it they come out with a new flavor I stop by and I just drop it off at their office and one of them she she doesn't really taste them all that often but she's got like a row of all the cans and the bottles on top she does our uh, she writes our advertising for our for the you know the radio station so she's like it just kind of gives me inspiration sometimes looking at these just plethora of Mountain Dew options out there and knowing that someone is making a lot of money. Coming up with names like Thrashed Apple. Yes, or Flamin' Hot. God, that one. Isn't that a Cheeto? Know. Yes. It originally was the Cheetos, I think, were the first ones with the Flamin' Hot flavor. Somebody talk, talking about things that they shouldn't have done. Somebody out there made Rice Krispie treats. Yeah. But instead <laughs> of Rice Krispies, they used Flamin' Hot Cheetos. That sounds terrible. Yep, Flamin' Hot Krispies, I guess. Flame, flamin' Hot Treats? I think Cheeto treats. We, yeah. Cheeto treats. There we go. Cheeto treats. Somebody somebody made Cheeto treats and just like with flaming hot Cheetos. Yes. So yeah, that was um <clears throat> Right. So yes, no, I was uh wasn't feeling good. I was supposed to go over to my uh niece's and nephew's birthday party at my sister's house on the other side of the state, but not feeling good. If there was any bad weather on the way back, as we were supposed to get freezing rain tonight. Um, I would have not wanted to be, you know, not feeling well and then having to drive through freezing rain on the highway. So here I am. I was supposed to be driving back from Ann Arbor to Madison either tonight or tomorrow and did not want to deal with the rain and sleet and snow. So we drove back yesterday and dealt with sleet and snow. Yep. Yeah, the uh, weather has not been fun so far this year. Ever since Christmas, it's just kind of sucked. If I remember correctly, there was, um, did the weather service say that like Grand Rapids over the last month has had like five minutes of sunshine? <laughs> that sucks. <clears throat> yeah, M Live, January 6th. In the first five days of January, we have recorded five minutes of sunshine in southeast Grand Rapids. Our last half sunny day was December 28th. The last mostly sunny day, December 4th. So yeah, that was... It's been a lot. It sounds like Seattle. Yep. It has not been fun weather. I snow blowed the driveway this morning, and I'm going to have to do it again tomorrow. Yeah, I always love when I snow blow the driveway, and then the plow comes through. And then just piles all that snow up at the end of the driveway, and you're like, "Great, thanks, dude." It, it's worse. The plow that does my drive, my like cul-de-sac, like takes care with my neighbors' driveways and like replows the end of their driveways after he's gone by. And there's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight houses on the cul-de-sac. And after the sixth, I think he just gets tired, and then he's like, "Ah, fuck it, I'm out of here," and he just blasts it and piles. I swear to God, a foot and a half of snow at the bottom of my driveway. I don't know what I did to piss this guy off, but like, shit, it, it's so bad. It's so bad when they come through. So I feel for you. Yep. I, I definitely feel for you. Yeah, it's kind of annoying, though, because there's uh, we have a sidewalk in front of our house. So, we, you know, we mm -hmm. have to keep the sidewalk clear. But then... Yep. Um, Sidewalk goes down to the end of our street, and that's what we take to walk Isaac to school on school days. Mm -hmm. So I sometimes, if I'm out with a snowplow, you know, snowblower, I'll make sure to clear that off. But then the snowplow guy will just drive right around and just pile, you know. Pile it back on. Pile it right back on again, right, you know, in front mm -hmm. of the uh, where you're supposed to walk. And you're just like, oh, this is getting annoying. Yeah. No, it's it's very annoying, especially when it means that, like, if I want to get the car out in the morning, I have to shovel out the tire tracks for, like, two feet of snow. I did one time, didn't realize that the snowplow had gone through, and I had, he had actually piled up enough that it bottomed out my car at the end of the driveway. <laughs> oh, no. So, yes, I was stuck. I was stuck your driveway. At, at the end of my driveway, half yeah. in and half out, but I was stuck. Yeah. I had bottomed out, so I had no... Your tires weren't on the ground. Yeah. 
you know, so I'm, yep. I'm sitting there, I'm trying to get a hold of Kate. I think Kate's inside showering at the moment. So she, you know, I'm sitting there like trying to get toe strapped in one of the other cars to try and, you know, yep. yeah, it was, it was not fun. Luckily, one of the neighbors saw me and then, you know, got a snow shovel out and helped me Dig out get, the car. get the car out of the end of the driveway. But yeah, that was good. Okay. That's a new one. Oh, snow. <clears throat> yeah. So now that we're recording, should we yes. should we talk about some topics? Sure. Which topic catches your eye? Well, we have some <clears throat> updates from previous topics. So the first thing is, what's going on with the OGL again? Uh, <laughs> how long has it been since we last talked? Two weeks? Two weeks. Blizzard came out. Not Blizzard. Wizards. The other... <laughs> The other company that I wish was a lot better than it was, <laughs> Wizards comes out. So where where were we? Where did we leave off, Andy? Uh, Pathfinder had just come out with their orc. Okay, Pathfinder announced the orc. Uh, Wizards of the Coast said, finally, like, someone got some sense. Because Wizards had put out this, like, really garbage, half-ass, oh, it's, we rolled a one. We did a bad, like, I'm so sorry. And then event like finally so the, the project director for Dungeons and Dragons made a publication and said we screwed up not in a cutesy oh look at us ha 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 we're just like you no we screwed up uh, we messed up we're really sorry we're gonna take a, another look at this we're gonna try and do this the right way uh, still not admitting that like we were trying to be underhanded or. Like, we got away from ourselves and we didn't really think about the consequences or, hey, we're, we're a company with fiduciary responsibilities to the shareholders. Um, any of which would have been really nice to hear. But still, a like, we're really sorry about this. We're going to try and do better. We're going to come out with something in the next couple days. And this time we're going to put it out there and hear what you have to say about it. Uh, they were going to treat it like they treat their playtests for D&D, using, in fact, the same mechanisms. So they put out OGL 1.2 draft, and there were some good things in it, and there were still some not-so-good things in it. And the community spoke up and said, hey, A, thank you for actually including us in this. B, we like this, this, and this. C, you're still a piece of shit company, you shouldn't do this. Like, go back to the original OGL. So, uh, either yesterday or two days ago, Wizard said, okay, we're done, we're sorry, we are just leaving OGL 1.0 where it was. Uh, and they are adding Dungeons & Dragons to the Creative Commons license. Oh, what level of Creative Commons license? I do not know, but they, they are putting it under Creative Commons. Uh under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International. Okay, so it's free as long as you attribute it to... Wizards of the Coast. Yes. Which makes sense. That's totally okay. Yep. <clears throat> so they put everything under the CC. Okay. Yeah. So, like, they... Yeah. Hmm. They burned a lot of goodwill. A lot of good... Like, a decade of goodwill. <laughs> so... Yep. They basically... Okay, so they, they put everything out there that's already out there. They rolled everything back to where it was before this. Yeah. What is that going to mean for the future content? What's that going to mean for... I mean, as long as they keep... Well, so first off, everything that exists in D&D &D is now available under Creative Commons. Yes. That is irrevocable. Like, they, they can't undo that. Nope. So that's a huge step. Um, if they make an SRD 6, they could choose to go a different route. But then why would people stop playing 5? Yeah, heck, there are people who still play 3.5. Right. So like, they've kind of bound themselves to it, which is good. I mean, what's next? There, there really isn't a next. What's next is they try and find some other way to monetize this. <clears throat> oh my gosh, this is, I'm just, I just downloaded the SDR. SRD. For SRD. 403 pages. There's a, there's a lot yeah, there. It's it's all of D&D. Yeah. I mean, it basically is the the um, player's companion and the GM guide. Oh, I just randomly picked up the robe of eyes because that's not a horrible mental picture. It's a robe that has a bunch of eyes on it. I know. That's just... Right? The eyes on the robe can't be closed or inverted. <laughs> 
they will always be looking, always be staring, always be watching. Yes. Hmm. <clears throat> well, yeah, that's the that's the final question. Next question though is okay, so what's D and D gonna do to make money then? And we don't know. Yeah. I know this is not on the topic list, Dave, but have you gotten Goldeneye for the Switch or no? No. Are you planning on getting Goldeneye for the Switch? No. Okay. I didn't know if that was your jam or not back then. I was never really into Goldeneye. Okay. It just wasn't wasn't my game. <clears throat> what about you? You don't have a Switch. Nope. So there's your answer there. But you did play Goldeneye. Yes. Yes. No, I, I never had a 64, but all my f- friends that I hung out with at the time did. Kyle. Um, Kyle, and there was a couple other kids, too. I forgot who. It's a little sad. I can't remember their names, but we were at we were at one birthday party where we literally played <clears throat> Goldeneye for 24 hours. Oh, those were the days. Yep. Those were we, we tried days. basically every single combination of multiplayer on every level. <laughs> Every combination, Andy? Pretty much. You sure? I mean, there's a lot of combinations. Well, we we tried to get as many in as possible. Dave, it was literally 24 hours. 24 hours. I, I get hours. that, Andy. But you, you do understand how combinatorics works, right? Yes, I know. There were a lot of different combinations. And we tried to do as many of them as possible. I don't remember the number, but yeah, different different levels, different characters, different, you know, weapon sets. I still love the uh, the dam level where it was proximity mines, and we started to memorize where all the spawn points were. <clears throat> so you would just drop all the mines where the spawns are. Yep. So you spawn can't. Yes. So that was the thing is we would just run around, put all the you know proxy mines at the spawn locations, and then you know once one person died, it was just basically they would just <laughs> work their way around the circuit, spawn and die, spawn and die, except for Until- the bathroom one. Because it was a pain in the butt to actually get up to the actual spawn location in the bathroom. Right. And then once all of the mines were cleared, they could actually spawn. Yes. But yes, no, I don't have a anyway, switch. Anyway, so. what were we... Right, you, the switch. They, they yeah. put Goldeneye on the switch. Yeah. Cool. Um, Let's see, what else we got here is... <clears throat> well, you got some chat GDP stuff in here. So what's going on with that now? There, There is some chat GPT. Uh, it's been out for two months now, and there's a lot of content about it and a lot of stuff. And so I put in two articles here. Uh, the second is actually a like a retrospective. Someone did a class where the teacher had said it was a five day class. And the teacher said everyone should have access to chat GPT before the class starts. Like that was one of the prerequisites for the class. And then in the class, the students were encouraged to ask their questions to chat GPT instead of to the trainer. So instead of, oh, I have a question, I'll raise my hand. And it was, oh, I have a question. Let me just type this out real quick. There was a coding part of the class as well. And so people who were strong at coding could just code. People who were a little less strong at coding could go in and use um, the the bot to help them code and to, to kind of be their coach. Hmm. <clears throat> well, that's interesting. Right. Chat G- GPT walked us through some Python script or assembly code snippet. I was asking it assembly questions all week, said one student. Huh. Yeah. So I, th- I thought that was a pretty interesting take on it. Of Yes, everyone is concerned about like, oh, the students are all like cheating because none of them are writing their stuff anymore because the bot is writing it now. And saying, okay, but what what are some of the good things we could do with this? What else could we do instead of worrying about that? Do we just go back to handwritten essays then? I mean, for in class, sure. But for homework, you can't because I'll just ask the bot to write it and then I'll write it down. Homework. <sighs> that, was my, that was my Achilles heel. Homework? Mm-hmm. Because you didn't want to do it? I just, I never got into the habit of getting it done. Yeah, me either. Kind of bit me in the ass a couple times. Oh, it definitely bit me in the butt. That's for sure. Yeah, but if I'd had chat GPT, would have been a hell of a lot easier. Um, the other interesting little chat GPT thing in the news this week was a publication from Nature. Nature? The scientific article journal. Yeah, yeah. Nature. 
uh, where they sat down and they said, okay, we, we need to talk about this. Like, we need to talk about the elephant in the room because scientists are starting to use this chat program to write scientific journals and articles. And they're saying, okay, hang on. And so they sat down and they said, we have two ground rules. Uh, no large language model will be accepted as a credited author because attribution of authorship carries accountability and AI tools cannot take responsibility for their creation. So that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Second, if you use a large language model, um, you have to document that in your methods or acknowledgments. Hmm. Well, it's funny you talk about that because I two of my topics are along those lines. The Written first by a is chatbot? well, the fact that CNET has uh, used uh, AI generated articles seventy three times on their website. Yeah, I mean that doesn't surprise me. AI generated articles have been out for years. Yeah, no, that's years. What, yeah, and sports. No the sports world, the you, you can you know sometimes I look back at you know reading about a, a Tigers game or something, and I'm reading it on the MLB website or Yahoo website or something. I'm reading and going like, okay, this is this is very formulaic because it makes sense. You're like, okay, you know, you want to read score, you know, highlights, you know, line items, things that are always in every single mm. article about it. So yeah, so people were chastising CNET because they hadn't said that these were AI-generated articles. It was just the fact that somebody was able to figure out which ones they were. So the, you know, people were tisking CNET for this. But then BuzzFeed came out and said, "Hey, we're going to start doing uh, using AI tools on our website," and their stock went up on the announcement. Following the news this morning that BuzzFeed will be using AI to produce contents, its share price had risen more than 100% at the time of writing. How much? 100%. Well, okay then. Damn. What is BuzzFeed's What is what is BuzzFeed's thing? Oh, I was talking about speaking of of stocks and stock prices and stock manipulation. How does this sound? Okay. There is currently Long-term and short-term gains on stocks, right? Yes. If you sell the stock before a year, you pay a higher tax. What if we took that to a more extreme? If you sell the stock within seconds of purchasing the stock, you pay 99.9% .9 taxes. <laughs> and then it, it is progressive from there. The longer you hold on to it, the lower the tax. You hold on to stock for 10 years, tax-free. Hmm. I feel like our uh, resident economist will have well, I think Aaron will hate it, but because <laughs> I, I just think like the, the bulk of trades that happen are these like microsecond transactions, right? Yeah. The, the biggest, the biggest crash in the biggest crash in New York stock exchange history lasted for like a minute or something like that. Yeah. What was the biggest Stock market drop. Is it fastest drop, maybe? God, I'm trying to remember something where, like, it something just happened where the things just tanked super fast, but then promptly corrected itself. Once again, super fast. I do not remember. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hang on. I lost my sound. I lost my sound. All right, I'm back. Yeah, I don't remember that. I don't doubt you, but I don't remember it. Oh, I think here it is. Oh, it's a Washington Post article, really? Uh-huh. Son of a... Uh, here we go. May 6, 2010. The 2010 flash crash. There was a Wikipedia article about it. Trillion dollar flash crash, which lasted approximately 36 minutes. Dow Jones dropped 998.5 points. 9% of its value within minutes. But then within 36 minutes, you know, came right back up again. Yeah. Because it's all these like microtransactions, right? It's all yes. these like really fast or microsecond transactions. The transactions are very large, but they are lots of money moving very fast. And so if we, if we changed that and said, nope, if you buy a stock and sell it within seconds, then like everything is taxed. You pay 99.99% taxes on it. So thank you very much for making the government a lot of money. And it would reduce the amount, right? Like people would hold on to stock longer. Mm -hmm. The market would 
start it would it would move away and this is where Aaron's going to I think disagree with me heavily it would move the market away from being a speculation market and move it back to voting with your dollars and and putting your money where your mouth is and saying I believe in this company I want to own a part of it yeah but you can't put the genie back in the bottle cuz okay if you if, even if you're doing stocks then you start branching out to other speculation things like mm-hmm. options Yep. Which have nothing to do with, you know, they have something to do with stock, but it's not the actual buying. Well, it's the the promise to buy and sell. Yes. That's what an option is, right? It is the promise that I will buy this stock. But then you're selling that promise to... To someone else. To someone else, yes. Yeah. There was was one time, and I forgot what it was. It's it's worse because you can always choose not to execute the option. Yep. So, yes, there is still the options market. There's still commodities. There's plenty of things that people could still speculate on, but the actual stock would slow way down. <clears throat> anyway, that's that's just my thought. Yeah. I've added the Wikipedia article for the flash crash in my thing, which I love the fact that they still don't know exactly what caused what it. Yep. Yeah. Um, let's see. Other updates. Starship. Starship did a fully loaded wet dress rehearsal. Ooh. What that means is they they took the the giant first stage, filled it the, with thirty nine rockets. Yep, and then also put the the second stage, which is also massive, but not as massive you know massive as the first stage. But they stacked it all up on the launch tower and loaded it with more than ten million pounds of, of propellant, liquid methane. Yep, fully they, they filled the tank all the way up, pressurized and, it, and then depressurized it and then it took it right back all out again <laughs> this was not a static fire no what they did though next is they removed the second stage using the the chopsticks which every single time i watch the chopsticks work in the time lapse photos i'm just like this is crazy this <laughs> like, this shouldn't work those those really like we couldn't come up with a better way really you have how many engineers and you're you're literally just picking it up by the fins, moving it slightly over, and then sending it down on the ground. That's that's what you're doing. That's actually I mean, what you're okay. What what would you like them to do? I don't know. <laughs> it's a really effective way of doing it. I know. It's just it's just crazy to watch it. Yeah. Like you watch it you watch it in real time, you're like, okay, this is nothing. But then when we actually watch like the time lapse of it, you're like, oh my gosh, this is you know, it's, it's it's scary. So they, they've pulled the second stage off, and there were people working on the first stage. So they think that literally the static fire test of all 33 Raptor 2 rocket engines could occur within the next week to 10 days. That sounds pretty cool. So once they do a static fire of all the engines, that's basically the last... Their, yeah, that's their, their last hurdle. Launch. Yep. Just a year late. I was going to say supply chain stuff, but not probably not really. No, I think engineering stuff and clearance stuff yeah. and Musk being distracted by Twitter stuff. <laughs> oh. I wonder if he has like, today is going to be a SpaceX day. Tomorrow I'll do Tesla. I don't know. I'd love to see who he's got to have some sort of, you know personal assistant right i'm i'm sure he has several like do they do probably all his personal one assist- per company yeah like do they all just get one in a that room? manages the others <laughs> going okay we need we need him over here on you know yeah on tesla on on tuesdays yeah tesla tuesdays twitter thursdays oh oh shoot i could have gone this one so we had talked about Blizzard being a shitty company, right? Well, yeah. I mean, a, a company that I wish was less shitty than it is. Well, did you hear about their ranking system? No. Oh. So one of the co-lead developers of World War, World of Warcraft Classic yeah. confirmed he is no longer working at Blizzard okay. following a Bloomberg report that he was terminated after refusing to lower an employee's ranking. Yeah. Because... Members yep. are expected to give the lowest status developing, quote unquote, to around 5% of their team members, even if nobody actually 
So it's deserving of that status. I only have two. I have an N of two, right? I only know of two companies for this. Okay. And I, I don't want to go too far into detail, uh, but I'm not surprised. And you can take away from that whatever you want, given where I work and what I do there. Just, you know. I don't know if it's if it's a standard thing in the software industry, but like where they are yeah. required to basically put everybody normalize. into a into a bell curve. Yeah, normalize. So yeah. I, I don't want to say too much more than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. No, so I get you. You're you're welcome to keep talking about it, and I'll respond with what I can. Um, but yeah, that I I would not be surprised given what my my domain knowledge, uh, as limited as it is, if that is something that actually is relatively common. I would love to know if it's not. I would love to know if that's not common uh, in the software industry. Please tell me it's not common in the software industry. But from my own experience, uh, <laughs> I know of. My company, and I know of this. So <laughs> there, there is. Um, <coughs> I remember uh, we were talking about bell curve in math class in high school mm-hmm. because they thought bell curve and grading on a curve were the same thing. <laughs> we were. I'm looking at them going, no, no, they these are definitely grading on a curve and then grading to a bell curve are, are two very well, different things. Grading grading to a bell curve is a type of grading on a curve. Yes. It is just a very specific curve. Yes. No, this one was saying, no, we need to, you know, increase everybody's grades by X amount to make sure that the top grade gets, you know, 100. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, we should, what about a bell curve? And I'm like, well, wait, no, 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 because then. No, 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 no. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. Because I, 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 I forgot the math. I'm like, I'm sitting there going, we, we did the math. And we're like, okay, so that means that three people, no matter what grade they get, the, you know, three people are going to fail this test. Yep. No matter what grade they get. They could get a, like 99.9%. If everyone else got 100, they fail. Yep. And he was just like, oh, uh, oh. Just watching him, just like the, the gears work in his head. He's like, yeah, that's not a, yeah. that's not a good idea at all. And we're no, just like, no, no it's not. Nope. <clears throat> so let's see what else we got going on here. Oh, you're a Teams group. Did you have a problem with that outage that happened or no? You will have to be more specific. Keep in mind, I've been on vacation for a week. Oh, that's, well, um, Microsoft's uh, Azure. Azure. Azure on uh, Wednesday had a uh, failure. So Teams was down. Outlook was down. Basically, you know, Microsoft's cloud-based stuff was down Oops. on Wednesday. On Wednesday, huh? Yeah. I don't remember having any issues on Wednesday. But again, I only worked for half the day. So I do not know. <clears throat> it seems that somebody was trying to push um, push an a update to one of the routers, but then accidentally told that router to send it to all the routers in their WAN. Oh, no. And so all the routers then started to update. And since they were updating, they couldn't actually handle traffic. So everything just died. Yep. Oh, that sucks. Yep. So one bad apple spread it out to all the rest of them and everything just crashed. Oops. And this is why I keep reminding people the cloud is just somebody else's computer. Only services in China were not hit. Hmm. How the hell did they manage that? I don't. Well, it's China. They're probably their their routers were probably. We're not listening to you guys. Yeah. All right. Now, have you heard of a rotary? Hmm. No, sorry. Rotating detonation engine. I'm sorry. <laughs> Try that again. That's that's literally what it's called. It is called a rotating detonation engine, or specifically. I mean- Rotating detonation rocket engine. Okay, so that's a new one. A rotating detonation engine, I mean, I just think of a normal car engine with the cylinders, instead of a a V line of cylinders or a straight line of cylinders, you have a, a circle of cylinders. Each one rotated... 360 divided by n degrees. That's what I would think of as a rotating detonation engine. All right. Do you know what a pulse engine is? Oh, God, I should. I should. No. What? Remind me. It's the uh, causing um, the explosion to travel at a supersonic speed. 
Okay. So that causes, um, that's what causes the acceleration is, you know, you, you have more pressure, therefore you have more thrust from the same the, fuel. Yeah. If I'm getting this right, I even still. Okay. Hang on. Let me catch up on this. <laughs> Marshall Space Center, hot fire tests, RDRE, steam fired the engine, 10 minutes I rotate. Thrust via a supersonic combustion phenomenon known as detonation. Yes. Normal, normal, you know, like jet engines and that sort of thing use deflagration, not detonation, which is, you know, the things cause just the... the, the... I thought that involved getting thrown out a window. <laughs> Well, yes, you could power a spacecraft by throwing people out the back. It won't be very good, but in theory, you still... Depends on how many people. Yeah. <laughs> how many people uh, and how hard are you throwing them? Right, right. Detonation is a term of combustion involving a supersonic exothermic front accelerating through a medium that eventually drives a shock front propagating directly in front of it. Detonations propagate supersonically and differ from deflagrations, which have subsonic flames. So yes, pulse engines are basically your your regular you know yeah your regular ignition but the way the tube is set up it actually causes the the pressure to reach sonic speeds by the time it actually comes out the end of the tube engine is pulsed because the mixture must be renewed in a combustion chamber between each detonation wave and the next yes the rotation part of this though basically has the ignition going through a loop so the ignition kind of like spins in a circle perpendicular to the, desired the flow thrust. of Which the means flow it's a of more continuous yes explosion of a, a a continuous detonation as it were yes think of it like the the exhaust on a clock face is shooting you in the face while you're looking at it and the detonation is literally going around the numbers of the clock. Yeah, no, I, I got that. Okay. I understand that. I'm, I'm with you. I'm trying to think of how to do that, and I'm coming up blank, but that's why I'm not an aerospace engineer. I don't know. I was going to say, it's not rocket scientists. Oh, oh wait, it yep. is. So this was all theoretical stuff, right? And they, they right. You know, have created small designs on this but well nasa just recently actually created basically a full-size exhaust and we're actually able to let it run for a few minutes so this entirely you know theoretical design and setup is actually successfully been tested by nasa nasa and its partner are now planning construction of a larger prototype that will push ten thousand pounds of thrust which is getting into the range of a mid-sized rocket oh god which is still nothing compared to the Merlin engines or probably the Falcon engines. Well, what it what does a um, what is a Raptor engine? Yeah, Raptor two, because that's what's on Starship. Raptor two engine five hundred thousand <laughs> five hundred ten thousand foot pounds, as compared to their their next level up of the rotating engine, which will be ten thousand. One time. <laughs> so if you get 51 of these, that is equivalent to one Raptor 2. Starship has 33, 33 yep. Raptor 2s. I think the folks at NASA have a lot more work to do. Yes. But they have proven that this design seems to be working. Yes. So the small scale proof of concept is successful. <clears throat> Now in my head, I'm just trying to think of like propulsion by expulsion. <clears throat> just, just keep throwing people out the back. Sooner or later, we'll just keep we'll get we'll get rolling. Yep. All right. Any other topics on this list that are looking good for you, or you wanna you wanna you wanna touch? <clears throat> you wanna talk about? Oh, SLS is speaking of rockets. NASA says that all of the preliminary data for the SLS launch back in November was successful, and they are giving the green light for Artemis two. Yay. Key values that they were looking at during the Artemis 1 launch were all within 2% of predictions. Nice. So everything that they were looking at that they were worried about was within 2% of where they thought it was going to be. So they built a big rocket and it actually worked and it worked exactly how they thought it was going to work. So they're like, okay, this is good. We're ready for round two. Yep. I mean, good for them. So, uh, Microsoft let go of their entire augmented reality team. Oh. All of it. HoloLens is dead. 
Well, it always was a better idea than what it came out to be. I mean, if you want to talk about the future of computer systems, like augmented reality is kind of where it's at. Yeah. Like, I feel like this group was on the cutting edge and we're doing the things that need to be done. If I had unlimited money, I'd, I'd definitely be throwing some of it at this. And, and not, Microsoft you know, virtual reality like, like uh, Zuckerberg meta. is doing. Right. <clears throat> augmented, like, why would I want virtual reality when I could go to augmented reality and have my friends sitting on my couch and still be able to, like, move around and see? Yep. Yeah. Too bad. Excuse me. Too bad. Because, man, I would, have, I would love, when, yeah. I'm, when I'm sitting there working on transmitters. Yeah. Especially when so I was, have you know, the schematics overlaid. Yes. Yeah, no, they're, they're, well, especially even just, I'm looking at the schematic and I can see that, you know, that's supposed to be a capacitor and it's labeled C14. And then I go and actually look at the, the transmitter and is this yep. capacitor, you know, the size of my thumb or the size of my fist? Because those, those are both in there. They're both in and the transmitter. Very different. Very different and very yeah. hard to try and figure out if you're just looking at the schematic going, okay, what is this supposed to be doing? And wouldn't it be great if you could like tag things on the board as what they are in the schematic? Yes. And have that tag like persist? Yep. No, there was there was times where I would call up the manufacturer. We would both like look at the schematic together. So we were on this we were literally on the same page. Yep. And then I would go to the transmitter and go, okay, I'm looking at this, and I know from the schematic that this is, you know, resistor 27. But and I they're like, okay. <laughs> well, no, I would see resistor 27. I'm like, tell me, okay, I'm seeing resistor 27. I'm measuring voltage at resistor 27. And he's looking at the schematic going, okay, in theory, you should be getting this voltage. I'm like, okay, I have that voltage here. And then I'm following the traces, and he's following the schematic. If yep. I had a freaking <clears throat> AR setup. Yep. I could literally be following the schematic while I'm yep. looking at it. Yeah, no, it Absolutely. would make oh so much, so much better. I've been watching The Expanse, and one of the coolest things of it so far for me, I think, has been the visualization of the technology and, and how they interact with the technology. There was a, was it Michael Crichton? Michael Crichton, I think, in Airframe had something along the lines of a a hollow lens um, as part of the as part of the plot. <clears throat> I don't know how much I can spoil about a book that <clears throat> came out in 1996. 90, yep, 96. There it is. <clears throat> but there was there was a thing there where she, you know, has to find a uh, basically one of the black boxes. But it's an optional black box. And so she puts on this augmented reality thing and it was able to show her exactly where this black box was in the plane. Mm. I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. That'd be pretty neat. And this was back in 1996. Yep. So, oh man, that sucks. But instead we get things like Snapchat glasses. And is Google still doing their glasses or is that dead, dead Google as well? Glass? Yeah. I mean... I wouldn't be surprised if there was someone at Google still working on it, but as a product line, it is currently dead. <clears throat> hmm. Well, there's still a website, google.com slash glass. Yep. And what does it say when you go to google.com slash glass? Well, it looks like there's introducing the Glass Enterprise Edition 2. Uses Android 8. Hmm. Right. And this is for Glass Enterprise for businesses. Yeah, which was from 2019. This is not a, like, consumer <laughs> level. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's dead. Uh, okay. okay. I don't have anything else to, to chat about. Uh, Mercedes-Benz is going to be level three in the U.S. Cool. So that's going to be going on. I got to drive a Mach-E this week. Oh, how was it? Awesome. I used the hands-free steering for a good chunk on the highway. It was pretty cool. I got on 94, and until I had to get on to 275, I didn't have to touch the steering wheel. Nice. <clears throat> All right, so should we hit the uh, randoms? Uh, for my uh, random review, I'm going to review the Fire HD 10 Kids Tablet from Amazon. This is the uh, Christmas presents we got the kids this year. It is basically uh, an HD10 fire, but it's got 
a super chunky, foamy, rubber-type case around the thing. Mm-hmm. And it's got Amazon Kids installed, which is free for the first year. Um, and it's got a whole bunch of kids stuff on it. So there are books and, you know, videos. So we're talking like PBS, Nickelodeon, Nick Jr., just, you know, lots of kid-based stuff available on it and lots of books on it. Um, My kids have barely touched any of that. Because they just go straight to YouTube? Yep, which (laughs) is not accessible Um, by default. default Because... it, it is through the browser, right? Just not through the, the store. You don't have the store there, well, but you could navigate to YouTube.com. If you set up your kid's profile to have access to a web browser. Oh, uh, that's a fair point. Because you can idea. set up different levels of access. You know, Amazon has suggestions based off of your age range on what content they should have for them. So I, I, I haven't really seen the difference in content a little bit between Isaac and Megan's. But um, the kids' profiles are there, but they're you're not really able to access them outside of the parent. You know, they're, they're not really able to access the outside world on their own. The right. kids' profile is like a subset of the parent's profile. So since I wanted to get the YouTube app, and there were a couple of other apps, because anything that's not in the Amazon App Store, we have to get Google Play involved, right? Which is still... A couple of steps that you have to go through to get Google Play installed correctly on a Fire. Granted, there are lots of tutorials out there online on how to do it, but you still have to jump through those hoops. And then trying to get the apps installed on the kids' profile, you have to jump through a couple more hoops because the kids' profile cannot access apps that are not authorized in the parents' account through the Amazon App Store. So luckily, somebody out there had created an app that basically acts as a bridge to basically get outside of the Amazon infrastructure, which trying to get it done the first time on the tablets, I was up way too late on Christmas Eve trying to get this all worked out. But it was actually the day before Christmas Eve, the first time I tried to do it, and it, it failed miserably, so I actually reset the whole thing. Tried again. Tried again. Got it actually hooked up once way, and once I figured out all the steps to go through, I got it set up on the other one pretty decently. But there are things like, you know, there's lots of apps out there that are not in the Amazon App Store. So you have to get, yeah, Google Play installed, and you got to get the launcher installed, and you got to put things in and take things out. It It was a lot of work. But it's it's a nice 10-inch tablet. Both of them, I got the 10-inches in both of them. Battery life on the thing is amazing. Good. Finally, finally had one of them actually run out of battery today. Isaac had, I'm not sure if I had, I think I had it fully charged this morning at 8 o'clock. And Isaac had been on and off of it all day. To, all day and it finally died right around 9 p.m. So he got like 13 hours of use out of that thing. Not bad. No. So the battery life on the thing is great. Um, if you're inside the Amazon eco world, I don't want you inside the Amazon walled garden. It's great. Everything's already there. You know that you can you can put things on their tablets. You can set up you know limits on how long they can use it. Um, it's great is you can actually limit the volume Ooh. on the tablets. So I have both of their tablets. The max volume is 25%. Okay. You literally cannot turn it up above that. Does it just make that 25% be the, the 100% or do nope. they have to like? No, it shows 25% on the volume okay. thing. But if you try, you know, hitting it up, it will, it will like, it will just bounce. It will bounce at that 25%. So it looks like it will hit the wall and just literally drop right back down again to where you set it. The uh, tablets also have the Amazon two-year guarantee. We don't care what happened to it. We'll replace it. No questions asked guarantee is what they say. So if anything goes wrong with either of these laptops, which I've had to replace the old on laptop that I picked up from Walmart. I've had, this is our third one, I think. So I'll have to check back when I reviewed that originally. But yeah, we've gone through three of these tablets so far, but the the two Kindles seem to be working fine. It's just, yeah, that the App Store is its Achilles heel. Yeah. And then, yeah, as soon as our one-year subscription on the Amazon Kids Plus is up, I don't know if we're going to keep it or not. And if that's the case, then we can probably cut out the kids' profiles, and then I can act like it's a normal tablet again. Cool. Yeah, uh, how much were they? I was about to ask that. Let me pull up the link on that thing. Granted, I picked them up during Black Friday. Plus, there was a trade-in on our previous, our old Kindles. 
So right now it's 200 bucks. I think we picked it up for a hundred for each of them. So yeah, they, it's, it's an Amazon product. So during the Amazon Prime days, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, all those things there, when, when, it, when Amazon does their big sale, the fire products are normally cut way cheap. Like, yeah. So by half or something like that. Yeah, pretty much. And then, yeah, we also had the trade in. Yeah. If, cool. if I send in my old seven inch tablet, wherever it's at, you get some amount back. Uh, Ten, uh, trade in for an Amazon gift card up to $10 for a fifth generation 7-inch tablet plus 20% off one of the new Fire tablets when you trade it in, which I think that also was, um, we got a discount on top of the already discounted price. Yeah, not bad. So a, a good deal for kids, assuming you know how to jailbreak. Yes. Yeah, we got ours for $96.75. Not bad. Plus whatever you get if you trade, you know, another Kindle in. So yep. there we go. If you got kids and you you know you're a little bit tech savvy, these are great tablets. Like I said, the, it comes with the free year of Amazon Plus, so you can definitely go through and look at. There's tons of stuff in there, even more stuff than the. There's, there's a whole Spanish section in there too, and I'm just like, how do I get rid of the Spanish section? You can't. Do you, Do you want to get rid of the Spanish? I mean, like bilingual opportunity, right? Maybe when she's, you know, watching a colors video, yes, I could see learning the second language. But then there's other videos where I'm watching it like. I know they're like you've seen this video in English and you're watching it in Spanish, so I understand that you get the basic gist of it, but there's a lot of Spanish going on in this video. So I don't know. Okay. So there we go. Amazon HD ten fire for the kids. So okay. I believe that, that brings to... us to our random topic. Yes. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. What is your favorite meal of the day? So Here's the thing. Uh, I mean, I, d- I don't do most of my eating at a meal time. Yeah, normally my first meal on a normal day, I wake up, I make my coffee, and then is, I drink is my coffee. coffee meal? <laughs> well, it depends is, is on how much cre- pastry a meal. <laughs> depends on how much creamer you put in the coffee. What what about if I have coffee and pastry? I I I do that. I, I, sometimes I do that. I get I get the stoop waffle. Ooh. And I set the stoop waffle. Isn't there an R in there? I think it's Dutch, so I'm not sure if the R is pronounced. Pretty sure the R is pronounced. Stroop waffle? Yeah, I, I believe that is correct. Stroop waffle. Okay. Stroop waffle. Stroop stroop waffle. Stroop. Stroop waffle. Okay. Stroop. <laughs> Milk. <laughs> Oh, good. This is the, the Wikipedia page where you can actually play it to see how somebody else pronounces it. Okay. So, yeah, so sometimes I have that with my coffee in the morning. Do you do the thing where, like, you put it on the mug so that yep. the, the steam softens it? Mm-hmm. Nice. Or I, or I put it in the toaster oven for, like, 30 seconds. They sell them at the general store at work, and they're gluten-free, but they're, oh. like, three bucks a pop. Oof. It's yeah. not I've, enough for three I've, bucks. I, I've, got, I've got a huge they – they sell them at Costco. So I have a huge, that these are the regular size ones. Meyer actually has jumbo ones, which actually fit my 15 ounce travel mug better than the smaller ones. The smaller ones, I have to put my spoon on there to make sure it doesn't, you know, fall in my coffee. But the, 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 the Meyer has like jumbo sized ones, which are a lot better. Mm, okay. I mean, my, my breakfast when I have, so like when I go to work, I'll like I'll get a cup of coffee. I might get a pastry. I might get two, depending, because they're fresh pastries. They were made on site that day. They're really good. And so when they've got like a gluten free one, then like I can't say no to that. But is that breakfast? I I'm not sure if I would count that as a breakfast. What was the question? What what is your favorite meal of the day? What is Kate, a meal? <laughs> Kate's answer to this, I mean, I've got to remember if I can quote this correctly. Was um, I have a fucking waffle bar at work? What do you think? Okay, that she wins. Like <laughs> that's that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, like- she actually one of her coworkers got her a mini waffle maker for Christmas. And that literally has spiraled, and now there is a waffle bar. <laughs> like, they just, it's, it's not something that was provided by work. It's no. just they made themselves a waffle yes, bar. Yes, she has made herself a waffle bar. 
Where does she get the batter? Well, I think she makes some here, and then she just brings it in just like takes a, it in, leaves it in the fridge. Yeah, in a in a squeeze bottle. That is fucking <laughs> brilliant. I know. I My thought office, I was. That that's amazing. My office just moved, um, and this is this is not a full non sequitur. My office just moved. I got moved to a new office in a new building. It is a brand new building. We are the first people in the building. It is called Castaway, and it is themed after like Robinson Crusoe, Swiss Family Gilligan's, Robinson, Swiss Family Robinson, Gilligan's Island, the movie Castaway with Tom Hanks. Um, like the the pond that surrounds the building because it's on an island is called Wilson's Pond. Ah, nice. Okay. But I bring this up because, I mean, it feels like it might be on theme to bring in a small little waffle maker and waffle batter in like a squeeze bottle and have that sort of like, yep, I'm just going to make myself breakfast. I had, I have a toaster at work. So for a while I was actually just making myself, you know, I'd get bagels and I would just literally toast the bagel there down by my feet. And then Um, like use the heat to keep your toes warm. Pretty. I'm like, oh no, I have excess heat in my, you know, office down by my feet. That's, oh no. Um, Plus I don't want to leave my toaster out in the break room because people have, we've gone through, since I've been at work, we've gone through one, two, three, four, five microwaves. That's a lot of microwaves. Yes. What are, people, what are people doing to the microwave? I'm not sure, but we've gone through five microwaves at work. Where are the old microwaves? Uh, I actually just recycled them with the scrap recycling folks. Okay, I was about to say, like, they were, there's they were, some good parts in there. They, I had literally had them all down there, and so I took them apart as much as possible, and I threw them in with all of our scrap recycling stuff there, because they're like, yeah, no, we'll take the microwaves. Like, sweet. Yeah. Chuck. You can do some good micro... Like, there's some good stuff in there. So, but yeah, and I don't want them to get my toaster. I've also got... Uh, I haven't done it yet, but I've got one of the uh, the egg cookers. Which is like some, little you know, dash egg cookers? Yes. I haven't tried it out yet. Granted, now I just, you know, throw my eggs in a bowl and just microwave it for, you know, 45 seconds. It still seems so weird that that works. That's what I thought the first time I tried it. I'm like, okay, so I just crack an egg. I, I Actually, this morning I did three eggs. I cracked three eggs in a bowl, microwaved it for 30 seconds, did, mixed it up a little bit, did another 20 seconds, and then I did and mixed it up again, and then I did 15 seconds. And by that point, the whites were set and the yolks were still just a little runny. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got three three eggs cooked right here. Yeah. Put some cheese on there, put some I, I did some turkey sausage that I just crumbled up on top. And I'm like, this is this is my breakfast bowl. It still feels weird. Well, I don't have to worry about, you know, breaking out the twelve inch cast the you know, the twelve inch pan for the eggs. Yeah. I just I do them in the bowl and I eat it in the bowl. But yeah, no, I enjoy breakfast. Breakfast we act we did pancakes for dinner tonight. So pancakes, waffles, hash browns, eggs. Breakfast for dinner is a fantastic like experience. Yep. Nope. It would we would do. I would do scrambled eggs, sausage, pancakes for dinner normally with hash browns. You know that was that that's our normal full spread for breakfast for dinner. But yeah, no waffles are great. Corned beef hash is great. Omelets are great. There's just a lot of great, especially, yeah, you're talking about bagels and donuts, too. I mean, like... But at the same time, I mean, if we're talking about, like, best meal or favorite meal, like, there's some really good dinners, Andy. And dinner gets to include dessert. What's a donut, then? A snack. I feel like oh, don't, don't get me wrong. Most most breakfast is dessert. Yeah. But my point is, dinner can also include dessert. No, that's true. Granted, you know, with my current eating, I, I, I normally don't even eat a breakfast. And I, my first meal is normally at by like 11, 30, 12, 1 o'clock, somewhere in there. <clears throat> but yeah, no, God, just I love my breakfast foods. Well, on that note, anything else, Dave? Uh, no, I think I'm good. Okay. Well, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you.